0: Welcome to our backyard. This is the Backyard Philosophy Podcast. We are two friends having a discussion after everyone else has passed out or gone to bed. Grab a drink and listen as we discuss everything from automation, space exploration, and why the meaning of life is 42.
1: The Wild West has astonished millions. And will be an era remembered for centuries to come. Many times romanticized with the history of outlaws, the frontier, and of course, the iconic cowboys. During this era in American history, many legends were crafted and formed under that western sky. But, for this American tale, this legend, a legend who changed cowboying and rodeo forever, we focus on Bill Pickett, the man who grabbed the bulls by the horn. But before we talk about a man who may have been a man, a man amongst boys, Nick, how are you? And what are you drinking?
0: I am doing great. I got some rogue dead guy ale here with me. What about yourself?
1: Ah, very appropriate. I got some Texas whiskey. I got some Babylon whiskey bourbon. And uh, yes, our story kind of starts with a sad... And also, happy beginning. It starts with the end of a Civil War, the American Civil War. A Thomas Jefferson Pickett, finally freed with the Confederates losing the Civil War, and a Mary Janie Gilbert, who was also freed with the Union winning. They would find and marry one another. Mary, supposedly the daughter of the plantation owner, would have some Cherokee or be Cherokee. It was hard to figure this information out. But this would be important information. Thomas Jefferson Pickett and Mary Jane Gilbert would marry, and have a home in Texas, and have 13 children. The second born of the 13 would be a Bill Pickett, born December 5th, 1870, in Williamson County, Texas. Bill and his siblings would have a hard but honest life. Working hard and unfortunately receiving little education, but Bill would make it to the 5th grade where he would have enough with school and leave. Leave both school and home to go work as a ranch hand. While getting his new education learning out in the prairie, Bill would become an excellent cowboy, able to break and rope the toughest of horses and control the meanest of bulls. He would even enter his first rodeo in 1888 in Taylor, Texas, around the age of 18. From there, he would marry Maggie Turner and have nine children. And would become such a master at being a cowboy he and his brothers would start the Pickett Brothers Busters and Rough Riders Association, a horse-breaking, cattle ringing business. Now, it's not the best name I've heard for a business, but definitely gets the point across.
0: It's a pretty, pretty sweet name, not gonna lie.
1: And for those who don't know, for I realize that we have listeners perhaps not familiar with horses and livestock, breaking a horse is not physically breaking the horse, but rather spiritually. Oh my gosh, I never
0: even thought about that.
1: It's, yeah, it's a... Uh, I, had a, I was trying to explain to a friend what episode I was going to record, and he goes, what's breaking a horse? And I went, what? It's, uh, for those unfamiliar, it's teaching a horse how to be familiar with being ridden and not buck, bite, and hurt people.
0: That's hilarious. I just, I never thought about just what the term breaking a horse implies if you're not familiar with the process. <laughs>
1: yeah the process is you get on the horse and you try your very best not to get off as it bucks and and tries to get you. i'm just
0: imagining someone just like trying to bend a horse in half (laughs) (laughs) this is how you make glue
1: right oh yeah enough bones well anyhow bill got really good at this he became a really good cowboy and Nick, I think you can contest to this. When you've done something long enough and become efficient or so good you can do it in your sleep, you start to mess around and play and try new things at your craft.
0: Yeah. And I believe the, the correct, the, the technical term is actually cowboy. If you've been a cowboy long enough, you just become a cowboy on the bigger, bigger operations.
1: Well, with being so good at it and kind of getting bored doing the same thing over and over again. One day, Bill got an idea in his head. An idea from a dog. Dogs have been farmers, trusty ally, since man has had livestock. And dogs themselves have some interesting way of managing testy cows. Sometimes these dogs, a certain type of dog, will be called the hanging tree dog, which grabs the steer by the horn, ear, or lips. And are able to pull and flip a cow over. A practice called bulldogging. Well, Bill, probably seeing this multiple times throughout his life, figured, hell, a dog can do, I it. can do it. I bet I can do it too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Bill being Bill, would get on his horse, chase down a steer, jump from his horse, onto a steer, grabbing it by the horns of his ne- and neck. Sticking his feet in the ground, then flipping the cow over. And this is where it gets crazier. After doing this a few times, and if it was a larger steer, and he couldn't turn it over with his own body, he would position himself while jumping off the horse so that he could bite the steer's lip like a dog to help him flip the cow over. The idea of a five foot seven. Who? Let's be honest, everyone. And this time being malnourished was everyone. So a small five foot seven cowboy, jumping from his horse onto a bull, then twisting the bull, biting its lip to bring it down, and to do so time after time, this wasn't a party trick. This was a this was a union between cowboy and dog. He mastered a skill, and I'll be honest with you, Nick. Makes me kind of envious of the no fucks given by this man.
0: I mean, you need a little sense of danger to make things fun every now and then.
1: But you're making, you're you're taking,
0: (laughs) this is taking something that's already dangerous and making it even more dangerous, which is, I mean, that's the American dream.
1: (laughs) Uh, Bill apparently had a saying, which I think speaks a lot about the character and type of man he was. He would say, and I quote, What's gonna happen gonna happen that was pretty much one of the main phrases he constantly used and when a cowboy especially a horse jumping bull biting steer wrangling cowboy says that it makes you really think man it's gonna happen they don't make them like they used to <laughs> yeah it's gonna happen now it's not clear if he's the original inventor of bulldogging but he did perfect the technique and he did popularize it after some time, Bill started doing his technique at local fairs and events, and the crowds absolutely loved it. Bill started to do more fairs and rodeos showcasing his steer wrestling. And since Bill looked more Native American than black during these racist times, he was able to say he was 100% Cherokee so that he could be in rodeos where the prejudice wouldn't let him be or let black cowboys participate. His fame started to grow. In the local ro- rodeo, first, steer wrestling started to become a staple. In events, with Bill Pickett as the main lead. Then in 1903, at a show, Bill would get the nickname Dusky Demon, a name that got him more fame and publicity. Eventually, the 101 Ranch Wild West Show caught wind of him and wanted him to join the extravaganza, wanted him to join their event. And in 1905, Bill would join the 101 Ranch and his cowboy career. In the public light would explode i guess stars do shine brighter in texas
0: deep in the heart of texas
1: (laughs) a quick little sidebar the 101 ranch wild west show not the best name has itself its own interesting history the 101 ranch was owned and run by the miller family started by former confederate george miller and would be taken over by his three sons The ranch itself has a crazy history of being around 110-100,000 acres at its biggest, would employ thousands of people, and apparently be a completely self-sufficient ranch. Basically, the Miller Ranch was more of a town or city than an average ranch. And as for the 101 show itself, it would have some big names come and go throughout its time. Perhaps the biggest being they had Buffalo Bill for a short time. And the biggest the 101 show ever got was for a week long event they got 64,000 people.
0: That's I mean just in a time without cars imagine 6,000 people traveling to an area to see something. Like that's tra- like that's actual traveling.
1: No, I didn't say 6,000. I said 64,000. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's e- yeah, it's even crazier than 6,000. It's 64,000. It's uh yeah, that, that journey, the people had to make, they had to make shantytowns. They had to.
0: Hoovervilles, if you will.
1: <laughs> well, right century, wrong time.
0: Uh, just a little bit off.
1: Well, back to Bill Pickett. You see, Bill joined the early stages of the one-on-one show, so as he grew, so did the show. The show, along with his steer wrestling, started to become famous. So famous that they were able to travel now, and not just locally nor just nationally. The shows got so big, they were able to travel internationally. Traveling to Europe, to Mexico, South America, to Canada, all over the United States. From Texas to the Madison Square Garden, from England to South America, Bill was able to perform his steer wrestling ability. Now, the 101 show wasn't a year-round event. Like many things, it would have seasons. And when Bill wasn't working or traveling with the 101 show... He would still work on nearby ranches and do local shows. A true cowboy. He never stopped riding. But one show would definitely change his perspective on how the entertainment life was and would in turn endanger his life. Let me tell you about Bill Pickett in a show down in Mexico. Now, in Mexico, as is now, as it was back then, cowboys and bullfighting have a certain popularity... And romance to them. Bullfighting being huge. Partly because their former conquerors. Spain loved it. But nonetheless. A huge staple integrated into the. Mexican cowboy life. The 101 show thought. They like bullfighting. Surely they must like steer wrestling. Just makes sense right? Wrong. Apparently the Mexican people. Thought bulldogging was fake. Outrageous and a disgrace to bullfighting. So this is how the story goes. There's definitely some details missing or changed over time. History and people have a tendency to do that. But down in Mexico, someone bet the Millers, the owner of the 101 Ranch, that Bill Pickett wouldn't survive against a Spanish fighting bull. Couldn't outlast or bring the bull down in four to five minutes. The Millers said he could. The Mexican people said he couldn't. Bill said, I'll give it a try. Thousands showed up from everyday citizens, cowboys, and Mexican government officials. Money, pride, and life all on the line. A true spectacle to see. The bull was let loose, along with Bill and his trusty steed. Around and around, Bill tried to get an angle on the bull, but the bull kept changing directions too rapidly, zigging and zagging. Trying not to risk the safety of his horse, the chase would drag on. The Millers would tell Bill he was going to have to risk his horse to win. Reluctantly, he knew the Millers were right. So Bill decided to be even riskier and take the one and only chance he would get. Bill would ride his horse neck and neck with the bull waiting for the right opportunity. The bull would turn its head, spear the horse. Don't worry, the horse would live if the tale and all information is telling the truth. So maybe live, maybe not. And Bill would... Would leap off his horse onto the neck of a pissed- off Mexican Spanish fighting bull. The bull would go berserk, trying with all its might to get the five foot seven bill Pickett off its neck With the clock still ticking, Bill would wrap his arms as tight as he could around the bull's neck and squeeze, trying to choke out the bull. when that wasn't working, he used his legs to Brock to block the bull's nose and mouth to deprive it of oxygen) <laughs> That started to work. The bull began to tire. Being chased, grabbed, and choking tends to do that to the mightiest creatures. I would like to also point out Bill at this time was around 40 years old. Plus or minus 5 years. It wasn't easy to find exact dates. To me this is all crazy. A 40 year old man, small in stature, trying to choke out a bull with his arms around its neck and his feet by its nose. I don't think I would have believed it with my own eyes.
0: It's I'm just playing it in my head and it's like, I guess that makes sense, but I don't believe it.
1: <laughs> well, the messaging crowd did not like that. They wanted Bill to lose. And they fucking hated that he was starting to win. The crowd came for blood. Bill Pickett's blood. They wanted to see him gouged and dead. But now they were seeing Bill winning the fight. Well, if the bull's not going to give blood, I guess the crowd will make Bill give blood. The crowd was at an uproar. Rage filled the masses. And then the crowd began throwing bricks and bottles at Bill while he's still on the bull. Bill would be peppered by thrown objects received multiple broken bones, not from wrestling the bull, but from the crowd throwing glass and rocks at him. The Millers and Bill knew it was high time to get the hell out of there. Apparently, the crowd wanted the 101 show members dead so bad and were aiming to do so that the Mexican government had to send soldiers or officers to escort them to safety.
0: Mexico's changed so much in those times.
1: (laughs) The members of the 101 show got the hell out of there safely. Some bruises and some broken bones. But alive at least. And if the story is to be believed, apparently, one of the Miller brothers, the next day, went back to collect his winnings. Bill and the 101 show would have wild adventures. Even at a time being jailed in Europe because some Europeans thought biting a bull's lip while holding on for your dear life was barbaric and animal cruelty.
0: Says the conquerors of the known world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's... uh. Yeah, Bill would retire Wait, from the show. The in ni-
0: brother who went back to get the money, in Mexico. Did he get the money?
1: Zach Miller, I believe so. I believe it was twenty five thousand pesos.
0: Nice.
1: Yeah, I, it, it's it was it was not a small sum for uh, especially if you're in a carnival rodeo kind of situation. It definitely was probably w- worth the risk. A Few years though later, Bill would retire from the show in nineteen sixteen. At the age of 46, where with his wife he would buy his own ranch in Chandler, Oklahoma, and continue to break horses, still once in a while showing off his world famous trick. How famous, you may ask, from touring the world, performing in radios? Well, he would become a household name, so much so that he became the first black cowboy ever to appear on the big screen. His first movie, 1921 the crimson skull followed by the next year in 1922 the bulldogger he would both be in which i can't imagine how proud his parents if they were still alive to see it i'm not sure when they passed they i believe at this point they would most likely be dead but you have to remember bill's father was a slave who became free because of the civil war and bill was able to rise to become a world traveling showman being in some of the first movies in the world, and be so good at being a cowboy, he introduced a new event to rodeo. He invented steer wrestling. It is important to note the 101 show continued to tour after Bill left, although taking hiatus for World War I for obvious reasons. And eventually, all good things must come to an end, and father time always wins. In 1929, Bill's wife Maggie would pass, few years later, in 1931, the ranch, no longer the small city it once was, no longer the show, was in financial trouble, and their empire they built was falling apart. So in 1931, the Millers asked Bill for help, to help be a cowboy once again, and help them on the ranch. Bill would return to the ranch to help them. To describe Bill's big heart and character, I want to quote one of Bill's friends, Will Rogers, who said, and I quote, Bill Pickett never had an enemy. Even the steers wouldn't hurt old Bill. For some time, Bill would work on the Miller's ranch, Then, in late March 1932, as the horses were being round up to be sold, someone asked Bill to separate a few horses so the ranch wouldn't be horseless. Bill would be roping a stallion when the horse he was trying to grab would buck and kick, kicking Bill in the head and putting him into a coma. Being rushed to aid, but never waking up again. Bill was survived about another week while in a coma before passing on April 2nd, 1932 in Pontiac City, Oklahoma. He was 61 years old. He was buried on the Millers Ranch near a 15-foot-tall stone monument called White Eagle Monument. He lived as a cowboy, and he died as a cowboy. But his legend doesn't end with his death, oh no. Bill was able to create something that would far outlive him, Bill created a new sport, a sport that lives on today. Although today's cowboys tend just to pull on the horns rather than bite the steer's lip. Eventually, in 1971, Bill would be introduced into the Hall of Fame as the first black rodeo athlete. Statues in both Fort Worth and Taylor, Texas would be put up to honor Bill Pickett. Then in 1994, the United States decided to pay homage to the legendary Bill Pickett, by producing a stamp with Bill Pickett's image. Only, you see, it's the federal government doing something, which means they're going to mess it up. While making stamps of Bill Pickett, they used the wrong Pickett. The U.S. government used Ben Pickett, Bill's brother, instead of Bill. The family would tell the government that they were using the wrong photo, and the government would stop printing the stamps immediately. Only, they already made 5 million of them using the wrong Pickett's photo. The government would buy back and try to collect all of their mistakenly printed stamps. And because of this, because of their mistake, the Pickett stamp is one of the highest sought after stamp for stamp collectors. Even in death, Bill knows how to put on a show. And in recent years, Bill's getting some nods and homages in the Hollywood scene, having his name used in a Tongue and cheek homage in the 2021 Western movie *The Harder They Fall*. And for those wondering if a steer riding is animal cruelty, multiple studies have been done by multiple countries. The Aussies got into steer wrestling. I mean, of course they did. But studies show the average in rodeos of animals getting hurt range from 0.0004% to 0.072%. So almost none. I will make the caveat though. Not a lot of studies have been done if animals are getting hurt during practice sessions. So there could be something there. But at rodeos at least, animals aren't getting hurt. It's usually only people getting hurt. But Bill Pickett, a man who stands as a legendary cowboy, he changed the rodeo world and brought a new sport into the public's eye. From all accounts, he was kind, hardworking, good man, with nerves of steel. A man who would jump off his horse onto a steer and bring it down with his bare hands or occasionally with his teeth he is the stuff of myth and legend and important chapters to both the wild west and the cowboy culture so i guess if we can take anything from this man's legacy is that sometimes you just got to make the jump and grab the bull by the horns
0: <laughs> nice
1: yeah that's the uh cowboy and legend bill Pickett. nick i hope you enjoyed and i hope everyone listening enjoyed